podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Fatback 4 podcast for this Sunday night. I'm Gav, and I'm joined by Chris, and I'm joined by Grace tonight to talk over Liverpool's first league defeat in about three years. Uh, we'll we'll have a look at the game yesterday against Watford, what went wrong, how it went wrong, and all, everything in between. We'll also look forward to the Chelsea game on Tuesday. I want the lads' reaction, uh, or, sorry, opinion, on the how they feel we will line up come Tuesday. And, of course, any other stuff that arrives in on the chat is more than welcome, whether that's football, Liverpool, or just random. Try to keep the random stuff till the end. I'll give you the heads up. Here we go. <laughs> And here we go. It's a strange one tonight. It's very, very strange talking about a league defeat for Liverpool. I don't think we've done it in about 14 months. Um, so it's a bit of a strange one tonight, but I'm sure we get loads of comments in with regards to the defeat yesterday. I'm looking forward to Chelsea. I'm looking forward to Bournemouth next Saturday, early Saturday. Uh, Grizz, I'm going to come to you first. And I start where I always start, and that's the lineup. A couple of surprises in there, mainly. Mainly the centre half, Lovren, uh, playing instead of Gomez, who was wasn't in the squad. Keita wasn't in the squad. <sighs> did did um, I asked for predictions when the team came out? And did this make you nervous with these two in the team? I know it's hindsight as always, but when you seen those, when you seen those two out, um, Keita and Gomez, and who they're replaced by, were you a little bit sceptical going into the game? Yes. Um... I mean, Cato was ruled out with injury, but I think Ox was going to start anyway, or would have started anyway. Okay. So that would have taken care of itself. Mm-hmm. The Dexy one, the Dexy one, it, it it made sense and it didn't make sense from a fan's point of view. So the the, the not the fan, the not the not so um, friendly fans of uh, of uh, Dexy would say, "Wow." Um, you know, Troy Deeney is going to bully him, etc., etc. Uh, this is going to be one of those games where you know he's going to have brain farts galore. Also, he hasn't played much. Or you could say, uh, you know, the ones that think he's okay as a fourth centre back would have said, well, he hasn't let us down. If we analyse it, the last couple of years, you know, um, you know, maybe a couple, a handful of games, um, but overall, he's been decent alongside Virgil. He's aggressive. He likes a battle. So he should be, you know, in, in that sense, he's more of a front foot defender than Joe Matip. But um, I did think he was a bit of a surprise because Joe Matip was back 
to full fitness, and uh, he actually um, ended up on the pitch, didn't he? Well, he he, turned, he came on against West Ham. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, you would have thought that he was probably ahead of him, but you know, Klopp does these ones, and he's loyal to the players he likes, and you know, sometimes, not sometimes, very, very rarely, he can get it wrong. And uh, I'd say he, he probably, hindsight, as you said, is a wonderful thing. I'd probably say he got it a bit wrong this weekend. Yeah, Chris, Grizz touches on something there, you know. Now, I I, I had Kate in the side before I knew he had a slight niggle and he was over, so I thought he would start. Um, because I thought, even though we needed a change of direction against West Ham, with Oxley chamberlain coming on, I felt that this game, Kate wasn't the worst player in the pitch. It was just the circumstance that that had him taken off against West Ham. There was loads of um, more suitable. Con- if you are going on on the on the theory that who's not performing well, there was loads more candidates than Keita for me on Monday night. So I felt that Keita would get this game. The, the Lovren one puzzles me because, like Grace says, Matip is back to full fitness. He's been seen around the place more than Lovren has. He comes on against West Ham. And then he turns and he plays Lovren from the start and leaves Matip on the bench. It, it was a strange one, Chris. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it is. It is. But maybe just, I'm assuming he probably just thought Lovren normally, like, like Chris says, likes a battle. I mean, you know, he normally always throws Lovren in against like uh, Tottenham when, you know, Kane's playing because Kane's a, similar to Dini as that. He's a big lad. He likes to hold someone. He likes to feel someone close to it. And that kind of suits Lovren's game. It just unfortunately didn't work out, but uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty rare it happens to be honest. And like I said, um, the people who don't like Lovren will never like Lovren. You know, he's he's that type of man might play. You either love him or you hate him. You know, and people you know won't give well, won't give many, him any benefit. I wouldn't say not not many would love him. I no, but no. extreme. <laughs> but as in as in like I don't when it, with, if Lovren's picked, I don't go into heart attack mode going, here's the first loss, this is a this is a disgrace, you know. This is mediocrity yeah. at its greatest. Yeah, yeah. That, you yeah. know, I kind of go, well, he does what he does. And as I had a falling out on Twitter with someone, which was like, name me a better fourth choice centre back. That's what he is. He's a, he's a squad player. So my view of squad players is they're a squad player because they're probably not quite good enough to be a regular. But if they're a fourth choice, you know, they'll still be decent enough. I mean, yeah. And the answer I got back was Hoover, who's 17. I went, yeah, great, because Klopp's going to throw a 17 year old against Troy Dean. It's not going to happen. Yeah, the massive yeah. thing, all I can think is, maybe Matip's been really shit in training. We don't know. We, the, yeah, we don't. Yeah. We don't, you know, or Klopp must have thought uh, Lovren's style of play suited Watford. It didn't work out that way. I don't think that, I don't think, but I just, as we'll get onto it, it's the usual scapegoat thing. Brought Lovren in. Last last time we lost was on Lovren play, so let's blame Lovren. You know, but I, I my personal thing is, there's quite a few senior players in that game who... I think I've got away with murder because everyone goes. Quite a few, oh, wow. Quite a few. Because yeah, I would, say, I would say quite a few of the senior players who play regularly. I would say the the the, the purpose of them is you help a squad player, you help a new player into side through those sort of games. But actually, if anything, the, the benefit of Lovren is for them is everyone blames Lovren and tells him he's shite. You know, and he wasn't brilliant. He wasn't brilliant. But ever then go, but but then it's like. But you can't blame these guys. The reason these guys didn't play was because Lovren unsettled them, which is utter crap. Because if if Lovren is that unsettling an influence, as some fans claim, we've got a manager there who's paid a lot of money. Surely he can see that. And if he thinks he's Lovren's an unsettling influence, he just doesn't pick him. Because he sold enough players that he thinks that are 
bad influences on the team on or off the pitch. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan, so, Kevin Sullivan asks Chris, uh, do you think with a 22-point lead, he had an eye on Tuesday night and giving them a game beside Virgil to get a game under his belt because he'd play in the cup? No. No? I don't think, no, I don't think he had an eye on that game in reference to, uh, with reference to Lovren starting this game. I think it was solely based on the type of defender Lovren is and the type of game he is more he's more accustomed to sort of doing well in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all it was. Um, and as Chris says, look, uh, he was awful. I mean, as you know, I was at the game. Mm-hmm. He was awful, right? But there were... Not they were the whole one to eleven, and I include Allison, who is the world's best keeper and has been a revelation. And you know more than most how much of a fan I've been of his from the start, mm-hmm. even before we bought him. But even Allison, Gav, even Allison had the jitters. Even his clearances from the start, there was just something about Liverpool from the offset that that was just nervous, a nervousness that I've, I've personally. I've never seen live under uh, uh, under Klopp's tenure. I haven't. It was a total throwback to, you know, maybe the Rogers era type sort of insecurities everywhere. And to p- pin it and blame it solely on one player is 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 pretty scandalous of the of the LFC fan base. To be honest with you. Absolutely, um, he was awful. Oh, no, one could, no one can defend that. But I tell you what, every single player in red. What, what color were we wearing? Was, red. Uh, every single player in red was five oh. below. You, you mentioned that every single player, and and look, I'm I'm not going to argue that point. I, I felt that against West Ham, we got away with a victory where we were, we were poor. I think we are poor against Atletico. I think we weren't great against Norwich. Chris, is this a trend starting to set in? Now, people have jumped down my throat and go, oh, you're being fucking overdramatic and stuff like that. What I'm, oh, listen, there's no doubt. We're winning the league title, okay? We've ha- we've just we've pushed it out by a week, in my opinion. Um, possibly two, if results don't, don't sit our way in the, over the next couple of weeks. But... Are you not a little? I'm a, no. I'm worried is the wrong word to use. It's, it's very hard to articulate this. Are you not concerned or just just looking at this team at the moment and going? I, I have two theories on it, Chris. I have one where the legs are gone. Okay, the absolute effort they've put in over the first six six months of the season, August, September, October, November, December. Yeah, seven months of the season. The legs could be w- very weary, and we're just trying to find our way back. Or is it complete complacency? Um, I'm hoping it's complete complacency because does a, the whole team seem to be at it? What way are you looking at this? Is it something you're concerned uh, over, or do you just think, "No, this is like people have said on the chat, this is the kick up the arse they needed." They were probably going into league games for the last two or three league games, going, "This is wrapped up. We'll just show up and play." And no, you can't just show up and play. You have to go out and actually do your job. Yeah, I'm probably the wrong person because I've been accused of being. I too much of a probably fanboy, or I'll be too much, too positive about the results. Top red. Top red. Oh no, I've never been accused of that yet. I don't have enough followers for that, uh, okay. so I can't be accused. I can't be accused of that. But I, in the games I've seen, oh, my opinion has been: Have we been as good as we were before the break? No, probably not. Mm-hmm. 
But the one difference with the Watford game to all the others is even the West Ham game where we we were I thought we were okay, we're not great, but we we're okay. The big thing is when it went two one down, we wrapped it up about two or three levels. Yes, I know the solid goal was fortunate, but I think it came from applying pressure, applying pressure, and eventually they buckled under it. Knowledge was similar, is that they weren't great, but we kill, still kept the ball, we still maybe not created a load of chances, but we had our what we had we made the chance we had it. And even Madrid we only created probably three big chances that we should have done better with, but we still created three. Watford was to me was a complete anomaly because we didn't defend well, we couldn't pass the ball five yards, and basically we didn't create a thing. You know, Ben Ben Foster basically could have left his gloves in, in the changing room. Mm. So mine's been more of a. I think there has been. A, we are sometimes a bit slower at these breaks, and I wonder if it's a combination of just coming back from a break. But I think the thing people are overlooking as well is, I think having no Milner and no Henderson when the pressure's on. I think you've got to get away with that for a few games. I think you need one of those quite experienced. I know we've got Van Dijk and people like that, but I think in the midfield, I think you need one of them too in the midfield. When it was uh, that Watford game at half-time, he had a Henson or a Milner to throw off the bench. Yeah, I'm not saying we'd have won, mm. but I think you know, I think that would have been the kick up the arse of, I, you know, we're not having this. Mm. Pull yourself out. You know, you know, there probably wasn't enough of um, someone bollocking a player, you know, bollocking each other like they mm. do. Yeah, you know, when things were, you know, you know, they're all quite. It was just a bit, a bit too nice, a bit too friendly in that game, and it's just like. Ugh. But the other thing is, I don't know, look, and I, I don't think it's complacent. I don't think Klopp would allow her. I do wonder, although we're saying we are miles ahead of the league, we're twenty-two points away, we are going to win the league. Is there somewhere a little bit of pressure, as in like almost like it's dawned on them, as in like shit, we're four, we're four games away from the big one, the mm. big one that no Liverpool fan ever ever thought they could talk about, as in the thing you know, you know, last time Liverpool won a league, I was six. You know, so it's one of those things where you go in like most Liverpool fans can't remember us winning the league, yeah. and you do wonder with some players is as as great as it is to be known as you'll be the first team to win the league for Liverpool. There is a sort of pressure on that, and I just wonder if maybe it got up to it. It's got to a point where they've gone, shit, it's going to happen. Yeah, and then that that, that and that and the Watford games has been a bit of a slap in the face to go. Yeah, it's going to happen, but you've got to. You've got to go for. You've got to still do the things you've been doing. Yeah, like Avo says, he he feels it's because Henderson is missing. He wrecked the leader on the pitch. They look clearish yesterday. Not one player over a five out of ten. Ellis says it's very very rare in this side that where both attack and defence had off games. Uh, Santiago mm. says, um, sorry, that's gone off the screen. Ben Webb says, I personally think it's a break in rhythm. Uh, JJ says the captain being there and shouting and letting people know what's going on um, has been missing as well. Um, Screwball asks, have you mentioned Henderson? Badly missed. Henderson's getting a lot of love here, um, even though we didn't play yesterday. I know where people are coming from. I think when you look at the midfield, we, we talk about the function of it, but the actual drive in the midfield as well to, to, to block out, block pass and lanes. You know, it, 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 there's something missing there. Gav, it's not, it's not just the drive, etc. People, people very often underestimate the value of people talking on the pitch. Mm. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, <coughs> sort of just yep. ordering people about. And mm. it's often laughed at, at Hendo's just a, a shouter and, you know, he doesn't offer much else, you know, which is ridiculous. Yep. Anyways, only kids and deluded people say that. But I noticed it yesterday. And without Milner and Henderson, we are a very quiet team. Virgil, yep. Virgil is vocal and Robo is vocal as well. But... but- but but mm. but the thing is, it, there was no no one talking from the midfield through to the forwards. 
So Hendo gives that from a central point of view. Small, small little things we underestimate about the likes of Milner and Henderson, about their in-game sort of changes they're able to make and see what's happening. So, for example, we see that Troy Deeney is being horrible and giving Degsy an absolute nightmare of a time. Why not just sort of Henderson go just in front of him on goal kicks, on set pieces, you know what I mean? Just in front of Degsy. Small things like that that make a difference. Milner become, well, you know, they were leaving challenges in. And I was thinking, why is none of our players in the referee's face and telling him, what the F is that? Because they well, were they were going for it. Sorry, Chris. Um, they, you know, I'm just, just going to finish off now by saying, yeah, you know, these, li- these are little, little things that have developed really well. We're much better at it, right? You know, the dark arts. But when there's no Henderson Milne on that pitch or in the squad, we do revert to our nicety and our, the nice version of Liverpool. And that's not always, you know, what's needed. Sometimes, you know, you need to be nasty like they were. And fair play to them. They were magnificent. They were brilliant. I haven't, I haven't seen a team press us for 90 minutes. Mm. We always say team can press us for 60 minutes, 65 minutes, maximum 70 minutes. And then we take over. Mm-hmm. This team to the very last second, the likes of Decore and Kapuwe were pressing like monsters. Fair play to them. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of the, the varying opinions coming in. It's great. Like one person has Oxley Chamberlain, it, it would be in his best midfield along with Henderson and Wijnaldum. Somebody else has uh, Oxley Chamberlain getting a, getting away with absolute mortar. He's he's bang average and was was terrible again yesterday. But look, I've we could go through the goals and we could go through the different bits. But Chris Grizz mentioned something there. Wofford. You have to handle them. I thought they were brilliant from start to finish. And I will say one thing. It's very hard, as Grizz, and again, I'm agreeing with Grizz, it's very hard to keep up with Liverpool for 90 minutes. Um, usually you get to 60, 70, and then you st- the tank starts to empty. But how much of that yesterday, like, I, I want you to give Watford loads of credit, but how much of it yesterday was Watford being able to go to go that 90 because Liverpool seemed to be just way off the pace, way off it. I think we did allow them. We allowed them too much respect, if anything. Especially there was, for the first time in a while, that front three had no threat, so they were. So I think that that allowed Watford the, the chance to push up a bit higher than probably teams don't normally do against us. Hmm. And in fairness to him, Daddy scored two. Saw. Yeah. That that was all that was missing from his game at Anfield. Yep. He did everything. He did a very similar game at Anfield. He just couldn't. He just couldn't hit the target. Today he, he took his opportunity and his second goal. You know, fair play to him. He took it really well. Just dinged it round Allison, which not many players do. So, you know, and he does look, uh, I would say, quite a talent they've got there. You know, they'll do well to keep hold of him. Mm. I think he's I think he's quite good. But, you know, you've got to give him the credit. You know, as much as we can all talk about, oh, Liverpool were poor, Liverpool, Liverpool were, weren't great, and all that's true, they've still got to do their game plan and work at it. Because mm. otherwise, if they don't, we might, we might again, nick it 1-0. Mm. You know, I'm, my hope is now is, because the monkey's off the back, as you can't do the invincible season now, mm-hmm. and maybe this is the... Well, you play poor. We've played poorly in the past, but but still got the win. This is well, you played poorly and you haven't got the win now. So maybe I'm hoping this is going to be the kick up and the shock up the arse. Everyone goes, Christ, we need to actually, you know, get back to basics and probably go ratchet up another level or two. Mm. And as back to what Chris said about the Henderson situation, the example you can give about us being too nice is team goes through Trent just above the ankle, the yellow card all day. Ref barely gives anything. I guarantee it. If it Milner or Henson on the pitch there, they're in the ref's ear. He's getting booked for that. 
And that alone, you get Dini on the booking again. He's got to he's got to tailor his game now and not be as aggressive because otherwise he's off. And we know how easy it is to do that these days. But we were just like, I'll let it go. Mm. And there's, there's too much of that, which is very not what we've been like. You know, you know, you've got to you've got to be nasty. You get away with being nice when you play someone like Bournemouth. Yeah. When you're Watford away or West Ham away, you can't you, you can't go there and be nice. You've got to you've got to match their effort. Mm. Um, excuse, uh, excuse the pun, but it was the perfect storm. I think yesterday for Watford, like you know, they were they were they worked very hard. They had a game plan. It, it fell well. Liverpool didn't play well, and, and Santiago says their relegation is a powerful motivator. And listen, yeah. it probably was one of those where Watford went. We've nothing to lose here, lads. The weather's not great. It's probably a bit of a leveler. Let's go out and do what we. Ha- well, and they've probably been looking at Liverpool in the last couple of games. Going, they've been off for a little bit. Let's let's test them today and see if they're off a little bit more. Grizz. The more and more I think about this, um, I don't think it's pressure, right? Um, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sold on that. I think that this side and this squad and this manager have been in enough pressure situations as part of Liverpool Football Club to be able to deal with. You know, we need to win four games because when you look at the the pressure to get in the Champions League, Champions League finals, title races, we 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 haven't really buckled. So when I look at this. Is it perfect, Grizz? And I don't mean... It's obviously not perfect to lose a game. But to have this invincible thing out of the way, although we all would have loved it, don't get me wrong, but to have it out of the way now where it's not, oh, every fucking game is just so intense. Could this side, play, A, play with a bit more freedom because they don't have that to chase now. They just not win for them. You can just tell the league to piss off after that. Uh, and B, it's the kick up the arse that, you know, we've been going through the motions a little bit and getting results, and this is a, a proper shock to the system. Could it work well? Because I expect a massive, massive reaction against Bournemouth next Saturday. Couple of things. Look, nobody, uh, nobody expected that. Nobody saw that. We didn't. We didn't think we we're gonna, you know, get trans three 0 now, the invincible tag, well, Klopp alluded to it, didn't he, in the press conference. Who's the best person to listen to in these situations, apart from me? Jürgen Klopp. Right? So Jürgen <laughs> from Klopp, you. Okay, go on. Jürgen, Jürgen Klopp says, look, at least you guys won't ask me about it now. And he's openly said, he goes, at least we can relax and maybe play our football. So this is our manager saying this. I totally expect us to relax now. And you're right. Subconsciously, Gav, at the end of the day, we are on the verge of our first title in 30 years. Yes, we've been to Champions League finals and Europa League finals and Carabao Cup, whatever it was at the time. But this is the one for us. So there must be, every player must be feeling a slight tension, a slight nervousness. I don't think it's the reason for our slight dip. The, for me, there is absolutely no inquisition to be held long term. It's, oh, it's, 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 it's every great team of the past has a blip, has a bad patch. And if our one sort of means that, OK, we, we get our first loss in March, then so be it. I genuinely, genuinely think... If we look, if we were going to lose the invincible uh, record and whatever, whatever, I think this was the best way of doing it. If you know what I mean, just get back. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have liked to lost in the last minute or mm. a VAR decision, and yeah. we were, we had chances galore, and we were mm-hmm. missing them. And do you know what I mean? One of those yeah. three-two games or two-one, we got thrashed. The public made, the media made an absolute 
brilliant hoo-ha of it. And credit to them. I get the that opposition in a bit. fans, the opposition fans, Gary Neville, etc. Et brilliant. This is all part and parcel of being the most amazing team and the best football club in the world. This is part and parcel of it. And we embrace it, we accept it, and we have the perfect manager to use that for the coming ten games or so. I think it was I think it was the best of the worst situations that could have happened to us. Okay. Um a lot of people are asking what Chris's at is on Twitter. So Chris has just seen replied there. Uh, ben Webb was asking. Um, we could all start a petition to get Ben Webb on this show, couldn't we, Chris? Yeah, he's too big for us now, isn't he? I know, yeah. He's a, <laughs> like, I, know you, I know you claim to be a superstar, but I think he is a bit of a superstar. No, nah, he's a superstar, man. Yeah. Isn't he writing for Copa 90 now? Oh, amazing. Yeah, good stuff, What a man. It? Brilliant. Yeah, it is good stuff. Go, go and look up Ben Webb and look up his stuff for Copa 90. It's actually brilliant, brilliant stuff. He loves writing. It's very hard to get him behind the microphone, though, and he charges a hell of a lot of money, um, which I'm not paying <laughs> unless he's willing to take it in cans. And because uh, that, that is the, a, that is the currency that's a lot of, of this podcast. <laughs> um, it's a lot of cans, though. Look, uh, Keith says, evening, folks. Poxy Day at the office. I think we get a reaction from it. A lot of people are saying that they, they feel... Um, we, we might go out on Tuesday to try to put that to bed. I, I Personally, I think Tuesday is not going to change because of what happened yesterday. I fully believe that. I think the plan is in place for Tuesday, probably going back since during the break. You know, after the shoes we win, and, and I'd say the plan is in place. Barring one or two little niggling injuries, I'd say he has it already picked as to what he's going to do. The, the, the thing is, your reaction you want is against Bournemouth. You go out and... The biggest reaction for me will be the tempo, how quick we are, how sharp we are. Because, Chris, the one thing I will say is, right, we de- defend the band badly in certain instances. Midfield hasn't probably been physical enough. I think they've looked, I'm going to say it, I think they look lost a bit without Henderson. I think he's been the drive in that midfield. I think Fabinho benefits massively from him being there. Wijnaldum, Salah, Trent, they all benefit massively from him being there because just the area he sits in, he patrols and he lets other lads do what they're doing. Um, but, I just want I just want a, a big reaction come Saturday. And Chris, the forward line is probably where I want the reaction from most because I think they were very, very poor yesterday. We had one shot on target in the whole game. They just looked way off it. That's where I want to see the biggest reaction, Chris. Me too. It's like, it's like Madrid. They're too static. Mm. Uh, I mean, Manning to me has not been right since the Madrid game when he lost his head. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with him. Bobby, I think because of the way they pressed up, sort of took his space and Salah he just goes through stages like this where he can be incredibly frustrated but you know if he has that chance he'll do it but yesterday again I don't know what he was I, I forgot all three were on the pitch yeah it was, um, it was poor it was very poor so I don't know what uh, I can't really put my finger on why 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 they're so quiet is it because they're not getting the, the right supply there's probably a factor of that um, but I think sometimes, sometimes they've got to go hunting for a little bit more which is what these be really good at I mean, maybe they're just going through a blip like the whole team is. You know, I think Fabinho's having a blip at the moment because I don't think he's quite come back the same player since his injury. I think he's still feeling his way back. And not, like you said, not having Henson next to him is probably not helping him. But yeah, I do think the front three uh, got off very lightly in the criticism I've seen of the performance or a lot, lack of. A lot, a lot of people, Grizz, are saying that it's 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 too predictable. Um, we look predictable. It's we, We're playing a certain way to try to get their men on the ball and they're able to cut it out. That's a fair point, Chris, because at sometimes we're just going to need to be able to, you know, put balls in behind defenders and torn defences and then start from there. Or instead of a, 
Salah pulling out wide and, and looking at the ball to be played and facing up a defender, but getting her into his feet and being strong, you know, maybe coming inside and looking for it. We need to be a little... Is it a little bit predictable for you, Grizz, where you go, yeah, I knew even knew what he was going to do there and, and people are copping on a little bit. Yeah. And, that no, no, come, I, and the predictability, sorry, Grizz, can come from a lack of sharpness or, or maybe a, a little bit of tiredness or, or, or complacency. I can all, all of that stuff can, can lead to being predictable, not just how good a football you are. I can I can accept that criticism of Klopp. And it's, not, it's not of you. It's not the criticism isn't of you. It's of the players, but you know I wouldn't criticize you like that. I don't think you're in any way predictable. No, no, no. I just want to put that on record. <laughs> but but I, I can I can no, but I can see where people are saying that about us as well. I can definitely see that. I think Klopp's I think Klopp's possible plans and and ro- and, and sort of rotation of players. And changes in formation are slightly handicapped with the injuries to Shaq and uh, Keita. I think that doesn't help. Um, I, I certainly think there are times where you think Klopp could be a bit more flexible formation-wise. Last season, he seemed to be a bit more flexible than this season. But this season, obviously, you think to yourself, well, why fix something that ain't broke. So he could always use that against us and, and, and he's every right to, you know, he's the main man. But, you know, sometimes we played Salah through the middle. You know, sometimes we played Divock through the middle, maybe played two through the middle. I do think that is a valid point to make about sort of when things are not going our way in our 4-3-3, then change it up. Change it up. You see it nice and early that it's not working. I mean, to be fair, we did change up near the last 15, 20 minutes where we were literally playing 4-2-4, I think, or something like that, mm-hmm. but to no avail. So when it's not your day, it's not your day. And it's very, very rare that you find that 1-11 to have a stinker. And I think, I mean, we haven't functioned, as you guys have you know, referenced, we haven't functioned since the break but there's always been one or two players revving it up for 20, 30 minutes a game and it's seen us through, Yeah. right? So, you know, it gets us through a game. There was no one. There was no one that stood up and said, okay, let's, you know, let's get this game by the scruff of the neck, you know, and, and see us through. So, yeah, I think the criticism in terms of sort of flexibility in our formation, I think that's a very valid uh, discussion to have. Mm. there's loads of uh, comments coming in here Owen Borg said he, he feels Sancho was a must I'm just going to read these out because there's loads of them coming in JJ says Sancho as well Tommy C says need a creative midfielder and a striker in the summer uh, Mohammed Jamil said um, Salam Grizz it's me Chimp I don't know who do you know this fella oh, uh, the salam. predictable the predictable thing don't mean nothing for example we know when Messi gets the ball he is going to take you on but can de- can one deal with it? Nope. I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is, Chris? Um, Kevin Sullivan says, it's harsh to expect Origi to come in and make a difference after having virtually zero game time. Uh, if we lost Van Dijk, we would struggle, says Lubach. I think there's a lot of negativity around it tonight. And, like, I agree with Chris from what, what he says earlier. I'd rather lose like this. Just go out. doesn't happen. You get bashed and you walk away rather than a last-minute so penalty or something like that. It's, it's, absolutely, it's absolutely fine. We've lost the game. And we're, we've played 28, won 26, drawn one, lost one. You know, we've 79 so points on Fergie's the 4th of March. Yeah. Fergie's great. United's had used to do this. Yeah. It's- 
Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. They'd smash the league, uh, but then they'd, they'd have a random 3 or 4 nil loss to Southampton. And you're like, yeah. you're like where, the hell's the, where the hell's that come from? Yeah. And then they go on another run again. Yeah. It's like, Sometimes you, you well, said, it's like a trip switch going, isn't it? It's like the, the, it, we, it's been fading a little bit over the last weeks, and then it's just boom, it's gone dead. And now someone's just going to push that fuse back up, and away we go, and it's full power back on. I have a question for you both, and it's just something I thought about. We've lost this invincible chance now. Um, people have, I've seen people here saying, oh, the league's not over. Till it's mad. The league is fucking over. It's as simple as that. Liverpool, there's no way in fucking hell Liverpool are, are not going to get four wins from the last ten games. It's not happening, right? We're not, we're not. The league's over. I'll ask the question you both on, Grace. I'll come to you first. Do we break 100 points? <laughs> Do you know my prediction, wasn't it? It was 94 points, 95 points, and you mm. absolutely smashed me to bits for it, as you do. You've Did I? Very- you get very aggressive with very me. Aggressive when, uh, very, the you way, very aggressive towards you. It's the way. It's the only way to get, um, deal with you. You get very aggressive with me when mm. I, when I don't, uh, agree, you know, mm-hmm. agree with you. So, but um, well, I tell them look, what you done yesterday. Go look, on. That's, look, look. I was having a chat with a group of mates today, and and we all kind of said, look, we always use that line, don't we? And it's irritating where we say, um, if you offered me, blah blah blah, right at the start of the. Season, so if you offered me, you know, um, you know, the chance to sort of be invincible come March, yes, we would say, oh my God, it's very important that we take it. Um, look, I get that expectations and targets change as the season goes on. Now that we've won the league, as you say, and I totally agree with you, now that we've won the league in February, our target was the invincibles. That has gone now. Now we s- sort of... S- um, uh, set our target for the hundred points tally, and we when well, we go for it, that's we use that as a maybe as a motor motivation. I doubt very much if Klopp is using that as a motivation. But as fans, even as fans, we, we we've got a tendency to get bored and sort of so used to the success. You know, we we are a, some of us are a spoiled bunch of twats. I hate to say it, but it's it's very true, and we expect perfection. There is not. I've never seen a perfect football team. There is no thing as perfection. The great, great teams of the past, we can mention so many, European and domestically, you know, all had a very random, as Chris says, heavy defeat. We're not talking sort of one or two. Suddenly they would lose 5-0. Do you remember Newcastle thrashing Man United out of the blue? 5-0 mm-hmm. or 5-1. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. So this kind of, and then, you know, the Southampton as you referred to. So I think they lost 3-0, 4-0 where... Fergie changed the shirts at halftime because they couldn't be seen or something, you know? Yeah. So random, that was shit, great. random shit like this happens, Gav. Um, we set our target for 100 points now. Yeah, go for it. Why not? We need, I think we need uh, seven wins out of 10 to reach uh, the 100 points barrier. Well, the league games, the league games left is Bournemouth at home, Everton away, Palace at home, City away, Villa at home, Brighton away, Burnley at home, Arsenal away, Chelsea at home, Newcastle away. 10 games. 30 points gives you 109 points. 
So you can still drop eighteen points between now and the end of the season. No, right? no, no, and, no, and 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 no, still win the league. Um, but I, I just, I, Chris, I'll, call, I'll ask you the same question. Do you think we break a hundred points? And people might think you're, I'm ridiculous asking that, but I just think that where you think we might drop, we might drop four come by the end of the season and go invincible and get a hundred and ten. Now, because you've been beaten, you've you've nine points of a swing to stay over the hundred, um, and I think we lose more points because of this. Because I think we win the league in the next four or five league games, and then the last five will literally be thrown to the wayside. There's no point in playing. I think if we get through past Madrid, especially if we get or the FA Cup, I think then we do break a hundred points mm. because then Klopp will use that as the motivator to. Keep it on the toes, keep it because you've got something to play for. In terms of, you're not playing for 100 points, you're playing to get in the the next round of the Champions League. You're playing to get inside for the FA Cup quarter final, semi final. I think that would help us get to 100 points. I think if we go out the FA Cup and Europe early, then I think it'd be high 90s. Okay. Personally, I, I I think we'll get. I think we'll still think we can get the 100 point mark. I mean, at the end of the day, we've we've only dropped five points all year, so. Mm. You know, as as much as this hurts, you know, people it do, it does hurt losing games. It's just it's very rarely happen, especially in the manner we lost it in. But the perspective is, yes, we can talk about the performance now, but ultimately it is five drop points in a season so far. Yeah, which is pretty unprecedented. So mm-hmm. it's not that ridiculous to say, well, why can't we go and um, get hundred points? We've so far done a run of seventeen wins, then a draw; eighteen wins, then a loss. Mm. There's not, there's no, there, I mean. It's a flip for coin, but there's nobody say, "Wait, you can't do another run again." Yeah, um, Shaq can. Shaq can has 109 points, no problem. Um, he also wants to know: Was that a non-alcoholic drink I was having tonight? It was. Uh, Maverick says we need to break 100 points as a must and get past Chelsea. I see fatigue in the side, so that makes um, Atletico Madrid a huge game. It is a huge game, but lads, um, okay. Uh, Stephen Mack wants us to lose the next five and then win the fl- the last five for the crack. Uh, uh, but it's no. when we play Arsenal and Chelsea that Absolute we fight. Psycho. <laughs> I know, he's mental, he's deadly. I love him. Uh, but it's when we play Arsenal and Chelsea, they'll be fighting for European places. Of the others, how many are in the relegation battle? Uh, Villa will be there. Brighton probably. Bourne Bournemouth probably. Bournemouth definitely are. There's not many teams in there where everything is still in the chance for Europeans, but there's, there's something to play for in this league. Nothing. Absolutely, absolutely, no doubt, every single team we play against will be as motivated as Watford were. And we have to deal with that. Yeah. This is absolute brilliant training for the following season yeah. because this is exactly where we'll be like next season. Every single team, we are the new Man City. We are the new Man United. You know what I mean? Mm. We are the team to beat. Not only in Premier League, but in, in Europe Europe as well. Look at the state of the Atletico Madrid staff, players, coach, fans when they beat us 1-0 at their ground. Mm. It was like they've won the Champions League. We have to we haven't overcome this sort of, you know, uh, status that we've, you know, that we're gonna get everywhere we go, at home or away. Yeah. And I think you know, I think I think I think it's absolutely fine, Gav. It's, I'm embracing it. Yeah. I'm I'm a bit I seen someone yesterday saying like that the, the, the you know being so far ahead the actual tension for them going into the game was oh can we remain unbeaten and afterwards they kind of felt a little bit liberated that oh, that's just another another thing after you know it's it's not on my shoulders when it comes to watching the match now I'm just watching for Liverpool to win four league games at max because City of course still have some tough games to play before the season's out starting with United away next Sunday I think 
But can we both can we all agree, lads, that it was a bad day at the office? Um it's definitely a little bit of a wake up call and you can fully expect Liverpool as a team as, and as a management to come through this the other side of it, whether it be Tuesday or Saturday, um with flying colours, Chris. Yeah, definitely. I'd I'd rather have these problems than where we were what, four or five years ago where it's yeah. like the battle for eighth or it was more stressful, I think, trying to get top four mm. than it is being a title race. Mm. Title races to me, actually, because I've very rarely seen Liverpool in one, mm. they're actually quite, in a weird way, they're perversely quite fun. Because mm. you kind fun. of know most games, you kind of know you're going you're gonna to win, win most games and you've got a good chance of winning something. Mm. And in a nice possible way, when you get fourth, yeah, it was great to get fourth, but it's a bit like, yeah, you've got fourth, <laughs> but you, you don't get anything for it. You know, it's, I think, you know, I, so I'm, I've been quite relaxed over the loss. I've kind of it kind of got out of my system quite quickly. Um, I think everyone just needs to relax a little bit. Mm. Uh, Maverick says, "Gav, you're remarkably calm over this waffle game. What's got into you? We all backed the boys, but the drop in levels was more than a bad day at the office. I think it was a culmination of three or four games, Maverick. I'm being honest. I said this to Grizz. He'll tell you of you know Norwich let to go uh, West Ham, and then this was a culmination for me, but." The one thing I will say is, and Grizz has pointed out, the reaction of this team to when they're when they're beaten or when they are harshly done by anything is exceptional. And the one thing I will say to you is, getting beaten is one thing, and they've they've a few of them have come out and said fair play to Watford, Jurgen Klopp included. But the reaction of the reaction of other pundits, um, other managers, and other clubs, um, I think will be the biggest. Um, the biggest pick-me-up for this side out of everything. Because, Grizz, we've seen Gary Neville. Now, the Gary Neville thing for me, I laughed at. I thought, he's having a bit of laugh. You know, I've no problem with that. But the likes of Arsenal, um, and Arsenal fans in particular, who are just, fuck me, they're embarrassing. Grizz, do you think players looking at what the way actual football clubs have reacted to Liverpool being beaten by Watford will just turn, make the players go, on a hold on, we're stepping this up again. We're not having this. Absolutely. Motivation. You know, this in this day and age, you don't have to rely on the manager giving a speech for yeah. motivation to rely on him. Mm. With, with the advent of social media, there is absolute so many avenues to sort of use as tools for motivation. Mm. Now, I'm not saying... <laughs> I'm not saying, you know, every single player sort of sees the reaction of of sort of people on social media like Gary Neville. But come on, they're humans. They will hear about it. Friends, families will tell them about it. And it will spur them on. They won't want to be... Look, I don't think... And I'll, think, and I, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll go back to our manager. I think we've got the best manager in this situation because he will not... He will not let us limp over the line. Mm. It's just not in his makeup. He will make sure we're up for it. And I know we've discussed that you know, if we, once we've secured the title, we may sort of go into sort of, you know, in just cruise control mode. I don't think we will. I think we'll play with intensity. I think the players he may bring in to give a run out will be absolutely chomping at the bit to get a chance. So, look, currently it feels shit. We feel shit over that one defeat. And I think it, you know, as I said, a great tonic, a great boost. Um, that's over and done with, uh, not boost, but a tonic for us, you know, wake up, call, kick up the backside, call it what you want. We um, we go into this week, is it Atletico Madrid next week, Gav? Yes. Yeah, the, not this coming week, not the following week. Not this week, yeah. but the following week, yeah? yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so we've got 
as important yeah. three games now as ever. Um, you know, the, the Chelsea game in the Cup, you know, it's, it's, it's pure confidence, I think. Uh, I, I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think much changes in the way of his planning. And he'll, he'll have this, he lived out this game planned out last week. You know what I mean? So he won't want to sort of suddenly make changes in terms of how he was going to set up tactically. Bournemouth, could we pick a, a more convenient home game as a pick-me-up? I don't think so. And then, as I said to you before, as well, in private as well, the big one for me is Atletico Madrid. Gav, we are and have to be. All systems go for that Atletico Madrid. Because I tell you what, there's no way we go through if we're not. There's absolutely no way. Every single player that was, as I said, five and below will have to be minimum seven and above mm. against Atletico Madrid. And we get through that, Gav, then I think we have become absolute favourites for the Champions League. And I also think we smashed a 100 points barrier. And that's how crucial that tie is for me. Mm. John O'Field says you're wrong in a certain aspect. He says, we've gone into cruise control over the last four games ever since City lost the Spurs. We've taken our foot off the gas. That's not a bad point. I think that's a fair fair point that John has made there. Um, Gav, what about the Nuts Forest official Twitter replying to the Arsenal's uh, few tweet? Uh, it was classic stuff. Oh, it was yeah. brilliant. It man. was. But listen, actual football clubs that have nothing to do with us are... Remarking on Liverpool losing the game, it's that that's the level you're at. It's 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 unbelievable. Um, if anyone has any random questions, start throwing them in in the next couple of minutes. Well, we've about 10 15 minutes left, so if you have any random questions, absolutely throw them in, and I will try to remember them between now and when I start calling them out. Lads, I just want to look at che- at Tuesday and look at Chelsea. Um, I, I want you both to pick a team for me because a lot of people think we go strong. A lot of people will think we we won't. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people have their their idea of what they would do but what do you feel Klopp will do on Tuesday Chris um, I was trying to think I think he'll swap the keeper because that's just a thing everyone does in the Cups now is play a mm-hmm. reserve goalie uh, I think Trent does get a rest I think Nico Williams probably has earned you know another go um, would surprise slight me injury probably... doubt, slight injury doubt with Nico Williams that's the oh, okay. bit of a bit of a bugger Okay. Assuming he's okay, if he's if he's injured, that way we can reassess things. I, I'm thinking one of the fullbacks plays, whether it's Trent or Robertson. They may get an hour, then get taken off. Uh, my assumption was if Nico Williams is not Nico Williams sorry, is not injured, uh, he would play, and Robertson will probably play. Maybe get an hour, and maybe you throw Trent on for the last half an hour. I think he before Gomez got injured, I thought he was going to go Gomez Matip. Uh, but also with the Matip injury, I'm not quite, with the Gomez injury, I'm not quite sure what he's going to do now because I think he should play one of the senior centre backs. It's Chelsea away, no matter what side Chelsea away, uh, Chelsea put out, you need that uh, midfield. I am got a clue. Uh, if it was me, I think he should. I think he should play the likes of Fabinho uh, to get. Uh, he needs games to get it to kick his, kick himself into form, and then play the likes of Lallana next to him, just a bit of an experienced head next to him. Uh, but I do. I could see Minamino and Origi started up front. Okay, uh, Klein is also in the squad, uh, so he could play Tuesday at Santiago. Um, oh Christ! Kieran has Adrian Williams, Matip, Hoover, Robertson, Lalana, Fabinho, Milner, Jones, Mane, and Minamino. Um, Grizz, give me a team for Tuesday. I think we go. Um, Nico Williams is fit. We go Nico Williams and uh, uh, the two young fullbacks. Uh, who played? Was it Lewis? Who uh, Adam Lewis the last time, yeah, because Larucci was injured. Yeah, so Lewis or Larucci, 
uh, and Nico Williams if he's fit. I think he picks two experienced centre-halves in Matip and Lovren, I think, gets a chance to redeem himself. I think Adrian and Go, obviously. I think Fabinho gets another start. Um, and then I think he goes alongside uh, Lalana and possibly Crivella. Trevella, how do you want to say his name? I've absolutely torn his name to bits. Trevella. Uh, yeah, that's the fella. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Minamino, Origi, and Jones. Okay. But that would mean Elliot doesn't get a start, which I think he will get a start. So, um, yeah, so take out Tri- uh, Fabinho, I think. I think he goes, I think he goes, yeah, I think he goes quite, quite, you know. Um, What's wouldn't surprise me if he maybe started one of the front three, like he did at, uh, when we played Everton at home I'd be in the league in the league game. I'd be, you know yeah, I'd be surprised, but you never know with Klopp. I, I think I think the front three will be um, Minamino, Origi, and Elliot. Mm. I think he has Adrian. I think it is Williams, Matip, Lovren, um, Larucci, or Lewis. I think it's Shiravella, Lalana, and Jones, and I think it's Minamino, Origi, and Elliot. I think that's the way yeah. to go. Um, Grizz, if aliens came to Earth, right, and we had to pick one person on Earth to communicate with them, you know, see what the crack is with them, are they all right, are they here to kill us, you know, some a, a middleman, as you would call it, who would you put forward as the middleman to talk with aliens? Surely me, no, okay? Who? Me. You? Huh. What's the invasion starts? Go on, go on. why? Oh, I mean, I mean, you tell me, I mean, is there... <laughs> I can't think of a better middleman than me. I'd, 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 I'd absolutely uh, be more than happy to um, chat to aliens. I chat to you guys, don't I, every day mm-hmm. in the WhatsApp group. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not alien to me. Pardon the pun. <laughs> okay. So you're, put, so, so you're putting yourself forward as yeah, the middleman. Man. Okay. Yeah, man. Definitely. Chris, what, who would you in this world like to put forward as the middleman to, to, to the alien lads? Uh, James Milner. James Milner. Yeah, he's, he's laid back. Done. He gets the job done, you know, and he'll take no nonsense and tell you exactly what's going on. Hmm. I'll put James Corden forward and hopefully they just take him away with him. And then we then. <laughs> Sacrifice him. We'd, yeah, yeah, and he's, he's, I think he's well worth sacrificing, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, let me see. Random question. Uh, which two players would you get rid of? Jeez, that's a bit harsh, a bit deep. Um, Grizz, two players that you would get rid of in the, out of the Liverpool squad? Uh, the squad? Hmm. Get rid of? Hmm. Um, now you think we'll go. I'll, uh, I'll go with the, the non-controversial one, mm-hmm. which is uh, Lovren. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think, yeah, I think it's time to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Close I'd, back. I'd get rid of Origi. Okay. Chris? Yeah, the left plays Origi. I think Origi, <sighs> thank you for your services and all the, the legendary bits and bobs that you've done, but there's just too much of a gap between the level Origi brings and our current front three. Okay. Own book would have Lovren and Lalana out the door. Seven-two-eyed off. Um, I would... Yeah, that's boring and obvious, isn't it? Then we know they're going anyway. Uh, well, yeah, but that, there's a reason to go with <laughs> I would. Does Brewster count? Does yeah, she can. Yeah, yeah Brewster. Can. Um, and also, I would. 
Klein will go. Uh, Emre Chan, no, we, we keep him. He's the best thing ever. And um, yeah. Unless someone's running at him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going into Emre Chan. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, Grizz couldn't remember what colour shirt he wore yesterday. God help humankind. Um, no, we couldn't remember what shirt colour we wore yesterday, but he doesn't need a great memory to talk to aliens. He just needs to have the just have to crack with them and he'd be fine. What's your favourite comedian, Chris? Ooh. Um, can't think that was good. Oh, it's good. I've got a shot at the moment. Uh, give me a minute. I'm, Kevin Bridges. Is that, is, sorry? Kevin That's Bridges. It. Yeah. His name would complete. I mean, yeah, I, I, quite, I quite like Kevin Bridges at the moment. Okay. Chris, your favourite comedian? Oh, that Essex guy. What's his name, man? The one with the long curly hair. Help me out here. Oh, oh, I know you mean. Yeah, um, oh. Cockney one. He's funny as well. He's good, he's good as well. Oh, oh, sure, I remember. <sighs> come on, someone come in here. Oh, yeah. The... Oh, I know him. I you know, know him, him, yeah? Yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Uh, Kevin yeah, Sullivan uh, has Jimmy Carr and Tommy Tiernan. Uh, Dave Chappelle Mickey says Flanagan, Stanley, Mickey, Mickey Flanagan, Flanagan. He's, that's fucking, it, that's he's brilliant great. I've seen him live he's absolutely brilliant uh, favourite comedian of all time is Billy Connolly nobody goes near him and at the moment I like I do like um, Mickey Flanagan I love Bill Bohr the American Bill Bohr he's just ridiculous he's so fucking funny um, so yeah they would be my favourites uh, when it comes to comedians Um Grizz, I had um, I had Carl Kopak on the other night, and we were talking about these storms. You know these storms? Oh yeah, yeah. And do you remember <laughs> yes? Do you remember yesterday, Grizz, when when we asked you for a prediction for the match yesterday? Yeah. You know where I'm going here, don't you? Of course I do. Right. So we asked you for a prediction yesterday, and Minecraft. you made a prediction while you were outside the house. You made a prediction. And then um, yeah. you went in and your com- you went into the house and your comment to me was <laughs> the wind has died down and then you change your prediction because the wind uh, has died down because you've gone <laughs> indoors. Absolute logic. Absolute. I can I can give you context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to know. I want to know. Go on, because I feel I feel I should give you the opportunity to talk your way out of this. <laughs> All right, Chris. You can hear this. Hear me out as well. All right. Oh, well done. Because I, I noticed you laughed as well as he was asking me. So, <laughs> I, I, I always laugh at you. I'm going I'm 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 to make me, me out of both of you and tell me what's what's weird about this. Okay. So as I'm walking up to the ground from the station, uh-huh. right, or my mate's house, as the case was, because I parked my car in my mate's house, near my mate's house yeah. in Watford, right? So it's very windy. It's very, very blustery. It's raining. It's very, very windy. Yeah. Now, these guys asked me for a prediction, and uh-huh. I said, well, it... it you know, I can't tell you until I get into the ground. No, you and didn't say I that. Thought, you didn't say that. Well, that's what I meant. Well, that's what you I meant. didn't. You said the weather out is fucking terrible. And here's yeah, my that's prediction. What I meant. Can I can I tell you what I meant? Yep. Is that fair? Yeah. I'll right, just. So I'm I'll, I'll, I'll I I find the WhatsApp message while you're telling me. Forget, forget what I said. I can, there's only so much I can type when I'm walking and trying to get to the ground. Right? And, uh, yeah. And, <laughs> okay. Because right? you're a bunch of aliens in this WhatsApp group, right? You've got to remember okay, this. Yeah, yeah. Bunch yeah. of bunch of lunatics, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just giving them an overbrief of the weather, and I'm saying it's absolutely mad. It's horrendous. I think we struggle today. Yes, I said that, didn't I? Oh yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I think I, I think we struggle today. These conditions will suit them more than us. Mm-hmm. And then when I got into the ground, <laughs> when I walked through the turnstiles, when I got into the ground, I actually thought the, the, the stands will be sort of not sufficiently covered in terms of, uh, sorry, it won't be high enough to cover the winds 
and it won't be um, conducive to good football because I thought the weather outside will impact will will near enough be so drastic it will affect the match and the pitch inside. But it was different, and that's all I said. I said, "Oh, I'm pleasantly surprised. It doesn't seem as bad inside as it was outside." Okay, that's all I said, and you know. Fair play. The weather conditions. We can't blame the weather conditions. The weather conditions inside the ground weren't that sort of, you know, at fault for for the for the for the shitty performance. That yeah, but but still, at the same time, Grizz, you were in a fairly open area, and you made one prediction, and then you went to, into a more enclosed area, and by some remarkable feat, the wind had died down in the enclosed area, and it's fluid. It's fluid. It is fluid. It's definitely fluid. It's Predictions definitely fluid. are fluid. Okay. Avo says, what's your favourite pie or pasty filling? Uh, I like Cornish pasties. Cornish pasties. What's in them? Uh, meats, carrots, gravy and peas. Not bad. I'll, I'll try one of them. Chris, what's your favourite one? If he takes out the carrots and peas, I'll I'll have Chris's one. So it's a steak so pie, Chris. So a steak one then. Which one? Steak pie. <laughs> steak pie. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's unbelievable, isn't it? Um, oh, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Stephen Max says curry pie. Yeah, I do like a curry pie, I have to say. Oh, no. If I was in the shop and I, I seen them little pies, curry is probably the one I'd go for. Probably just ahead of steak. Um, that's being honest. Grizz, um, anything else on your mind before we go? Oh, sorry, one question for you, Grizz. Do you feel we will get uh, Werner, Timo Werner? Yep, yeah, 100%. Uh, or did I say 100%? 95%. No, first answer. First answer, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 95% yeah. you're happy Timo Werner becomes a Liverpool player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timo Werner's uh, done. Okay, no problem at all. And it's Do you right? think we'll get anybody else? Uh, yeah, we'll get, we'll get two others. I think we're going to make three major signings this this summer. Uh, you're gonna put your, you're gonna put any names to those three major signings, or are they mm, no, not yet. I've got, I've got names for the other two. Oh, okay, fair enough. We've looked at Jamal Lewis being one of them. Uh, I like Antoine. We have interest in. So yeah, yeah. Oh, we got plenty. We got we got plenty of time for that. We got plenty of time for that. But okay. the only one that I know of that we've sort of agreed personal terms with, and I said it a few weeks ago. Yep, as Av knows, uh, mm-hmm. is Timo Werner. Okay. And Chris, I'll ask you again. Is there anything else on your mind before we leave? Uh, yeah, pie is on my mind now. Of course. Um, I'm thinking, I'm struggling. Where do I get a pie at this time of night from? Um, so, yeah, sure. but that is on my mind. I'm just being honest. Okay, that's fine. And um, is there anything else you'd like to speak about before we leave then? No, I'm fine. I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this FA Cup game now, Gav. Okay. Really looking forward to this. Okay. So, um, yeah, bring on Chelsea and Tuesday and hopefully go to that one as well. Cool. So I'll give you a, I'll give you a weather report. Let me know thanks. if the wind is different in thanks. an open area as opposed to an enclosed area. Yeah, thanks, Michael Fish. <laughs> thanks, Michael Fish. Right, Chris, <laughs> anything else in your mind before we leave? Uh, didn't feel my mind is hopefully my daughter will stop being sick. I'm going to check that in a minute. She's got the coronavirus. Uh, I don't know. I'll soon, I'll soon find out. I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, and the thing I'm looking forward to is uh, I've got a ticket to the game on Saturday. Oh, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. So I'm, I'll, 
first time I've been to a game in ages, so look forward to go, going and further again. Well, Grizz was present at our only league defeat this season, and if we get knocked out of the FA Cup and Grizz is in Stamford Bridge, he will, of course, uh, be banned yeah. from watching Liverpool live. Um, that's just how it works. Uh, just a little tip for everyone on the coronavirus. Um, masks mean fuck all. Don't wear them. Um, it's only if you have the virus that you're meant to wear them. And second thing is, if you wash your hands for 20 seconds all the time, whenever you need to, you'll be absolutely fine. That's it. It's as simple as that, lads. Um, that's, that's been your health checkup with the, um, LFC Day Trippers and the Fatback Four Daily for your Sunday night. The club will be back tomorrow, um, recorded tomorrow night and hopefully released tomorrow night as well. I'll more than likely be back on Tuesday. We'll be back on Tuesday. Like, you know, I will be after the, uh, Chelsea game. Grizz, thanks a million, my friend, for joining me. I love you very much. I love you too, guys. Good stuff. Pleasure. Chris, I love you very much too and thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me again, mate. Can't believe you didn't say I love you too. Over and out. Uh, you, you could go to earn it. <laughs> <laughs>